Welcome to the June 23rd, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 23. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything which you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom throughout the coming week. And Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation of how much Jesus truly loves each and every one. Thank you, Lord. This is Proverbs 23, beginning in verse 1. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat. If you are a man given to appetite, do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not overwork to be rich. Because of your own understanding, cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not remove the ancient landmark, nor enter the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause against you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with wine-bibbers or with gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth, and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. 
My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and a seductress is a narrow well. She also lies in wait as for a victim, and increases the unfaithful among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine. Those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mast saying, they have struck me but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? Friends, today we're going to take a look at verses 13 and 14. But before we do that, let's review what we learned yesterday. Yesterday was Proverbs 22, and we looked over verses 6 and 15. Let's just quickly review that. Verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And verse 15 said, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Now, in today, we're carrying up exactly where we left off. And I think the point Solomon is trying to make here is it's very important that we teach our children in the way we should go. Let's look at today's verse 13. It says, Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. Now this is exactly picking up where he left off yesterday. And it's very clear here that if we, if we show instruction and if we discipline our children with a rod, now, I don't like that term rod. I think of a hand. I think of spanking a child in the rear end with a hand. I don't like the word rod. But they're saying that if you punish your child that they are going to learn from it. But verse 14 is even more specific. It said, you shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Friends, I just want to remind some of parents today who have this thought that you need to be friends with your children. And when you try to be friends with children, you will not correct them. You're afraid that they might not like you. They might not like what it is, you know, and you're afraid to discipline your children. 
but children need discipline from time to time. I talked to you yesterday and said sometimes kids are going to make mistakes and they need to be corrected. Parents, we are to be parents to our children and not friends. It would be nice if they liked you like a friend, but you are to be their parent. And as the primary teacher in a child's life, it is more important that we instruct them regardless of their feelings, because a lot of times they're not going to like the instruction we give them. So we need to overlook whatever it is that they're saying in return and just do the right thing and go to instruction. Okay, in yesterday's broadcast, we talked about chapter 40 of Genesis. And let's just take a quick review of what we did yesterday. What we did yesterday is we talked about the dream of both the butler and the baker, and the fact that Joseph had interpreted those dreams. And remember, the baker ended up being hanged, and he actually lost his life, but the butler was restored to his former position. And Joseph had asked him, he said, when you are restored, please speak to Pharaoh for me. And yet, two years have passed by. And this is where we are going to pick up today. This is chapter 41 of Genesis. Then it came to pass, at the end of two full years, that Pharaoh had a dream. And behold, he stood by the river. Suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then, behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. So Pharaoh awoke. He slept and dreamed a second time. And suddenly, seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. Then, behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed, it was a dream. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day. When Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream in one night, he and I. Each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. 
Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. He restored me to my office, and he hanged him. So what is happening is finally the chief butler is speaking on behalf of Joseph, but not until two full years have come by. And I spoke briefly about this in yesterday's podcast, so if you do want to listen to that story, please take a look at yesterday's podcast, and I'll explain it in detail for you. But basically, Pharaoh is coming to the conclusion that no one of my people inside my court can interpret these two dreams, and yet there is a young Hebrew man who is going to be able to interpret my dreams for me. So Joseph has been called to the palace. And of course, when you are called to the palace, you are going to do three things. And if you want to, let's take a look at these three things right now, and then I'll read the story. Number one, when you are called upon. Number one, always look your best. And what it says here is that when they called Joseph to the palace, it said he shaved and he got himself ready. So he is going to put on his finest robe. He's going to shave. He's going to shampoo his hair. He's going to make himself as presentable as possible. The second thing is, when you are called upon, to expect a blessing. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 22, and let's look at verses 15 through 19. Now this is Abraham, and the angel of the Lord has called upon him. And it says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven, and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies." And basically, that is the promise that we are going to receive blessings. And the third thing when you are called upon is to be thankful. Let's take a quick look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And it tells us, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, in Christ Jesus for you. Okay, let's pick up chapter 41, beginning in verse 25. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, 
The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. But he goes on. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. So listen to the advice that Joseph gives to Pharaoh. Listen carefully, verse 33. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming, and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land may not perish during the famine. Friends, that's all the time we have for today, and we are going to pick up this story on Monday. Now remember, on Fridays, I have a separate, um, a separate podcast where I am going to speak a blessing over you in the form of some story or chapter in the Bible. So please look forward to that. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there are any of you today that have never made that decision, or if you simply know you are not near to God as you would be, and you would like to draw a little closer to him, simply repeat this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you for coming down to earth and showing us an example of how we are to live our lives. Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross to take away all of my sins. Thank you that you have made me 
right with God. And now I have the ability to go directly to God or Jesus in prayer and come with any request that I have. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me tomorrow as I will give you a blessing for the weekend. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless.